0: Yeah, because I think it's a limiting belief factor, right? They They don't 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 believe in themselves. They don't have that mindset. And also too, they don't realize how easily it can be done Mm
1: -hmm. until someone
0: shows them because no one one is showing them how to do it. You know how it is. You've been in this game a long time. There's a secret society. Like (laughs) there's a back door.
1: Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just wanna sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian, I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. And let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so freaking excited today because we have the Sean French here, and he's going to blow your mind with his energy. But before we jump into today's episode, I am actually going to turn it over to Sean, and he is going to give himself a quick intro of who he is and what he does.
0: Jillian, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm, I'm jacked up. So a little bit about me. My name is Sean French. Once again, I live in Southwest Florida. I have a beautiful wife and three children, and uh, you know I'm I'm in sales by nature. I've been in sales for a lot of years, and uh, I, I just love this business. I love the fact that it's an opportunity to build relationships and create an amazing life. Uh, but most recently, you know, I have switched into being I'm I'm a coach by nature, so I'm a performance coach where I really dive into the high performance. Habits, mindset, daily disciplines of my clients and my students that are wanting to build their brands. And while I was doing that, I realized there was a big need for these brands, like to actually have media and not, you know, like no one knew who they were, right? So we had to create this authority for them. So I went through a program with my mentor, and then now I have recently partnered with him. So a big part of what I do now is online marketing in the digital space. So I'm able to, you know, Help these individuals write their books. Help these individuals get press and you know get mentioned in Forbes magazine, etc. So that's just a little bit of a cliff note version, but yeah, so that's that's what's up. That's what's going on.
1: Oh, my gosh, I love it. And one, your energy is just magnetic. So I mean, if you guys listen to this <laughs> podcast, stay tuned, it's going to be a straight fire. So one of the things that you said is that you are a salesman by nature. And mm-hmm. I do believe that when you are good at sales, it is something about you, your personality, yeah. your just your being. So how much of that do you believe that like people who are good in sales are just inherently just it's something about them?
0: 100% correct. Like I remember, and this is a story. I'm going to take you back to 19, like 80. Like, shit. I was born in 78. So Me probably too. right. Around, yeah. See, so we're on the second half of our, of our yeah, existence here. Exactly. Um, hopefully the second half is longer than the first half. That's how. But listen, so like I would say born in 70, I would say like right around 1987, 88, I realized that I had an entrepreneurial mindset and I wanted to go make money. Like I wanted a video game. Mm-hmm. I had a Nintendo or whatever it was called or an Atari at that time. Atari, I yes. More, for yes, I wanted more games. Yes, I wanted more games. So I was like, you know, I grew up and you know, my mom didn't have a lot of money. We lived in this, you know, raggedy apartment, you know, in Concord, California, Kinwall Apartments. And, it, and now I think it's a ghetto. It might've been back then, who knows? I mean, you're too young to know. Um, <laughs> But like, we didn't have money. And so I always thought like, well, you know, I need to make money. So, what I would do is I would go to my grandmother's neighborhood because I knew my demographic,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: She lived in a cul de sac or a court. And this is, you know, in the San Francisco Bay in, in, mm-hmm. in California. And, you know, and it was a bunch of nice houses. And they all loved my grandma. and They all loved our family and me. And I would knock on their door mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Dixie Gross's grandson. I just wanted to say hi. My name is Sean. I'm going to be selling popsicles. And I wanted to know if you're interested. And buying some popsicles. And they would say, well, um, and this is like me recollecting it, right? I'm sure my 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 uh, word tracks weren't so good <laughs> back then. Um, but no, I would be like, well, you know what? My popsicles are different because I'm going to actually make them. Oh, what flavors? I don't know. What's your favorite Kool-Aid flavor? <laughs> and they would tell me. And then I would go tell my grandma, hey, I need packets of grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> and I would just make them out of ice cubes. I'd pour it in ice cubes
1: that's and I would amazing.
0: wait till it was almost frozen. And I'd stick little popsicle sticks in it. Right. So then that they wouldn't fall over. They're already, you know. Yeah. And I would have my grandma call them, hey, can you check and see if Mrs. Strong's home? I got their popsicles and I don't want them to melt. I don't want to get there and it'd be melted and you have to come back. And so that's how I sold. That's you know, like so to your point,
1: yeah. it's
0: in your blood.
1: It's so in your blood. So I actually, I didn't sell popsicles, but I actually sold hand painted rocks. And I would literally put this table at the end of my driveway and I would no. go and get rocks and I would paint them. And I would literally put like a poster board in front of the table no. and I would sell like beautifully hand painted rocks. Now, I also, I also had cancer as a child. So and I also was bald. So I no. always say like, I don't know if people bought the rocks just because they were beautiful or because I was like the bald cancer kids standing outside, but whatever, regardless, I sold these rocks. And I remember my friends would be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I got to go sell. I got to go sell my rocks and I would just go and I would sell these rocks every day at the end of my driveway. So just like you, Sean, it was just inbredded in me at a very young age.
0: I think dude, to answer your question, I think it's both, right? Yeah. I think it's like, literally you say, I don't know if it's because, you know, I was bald or because, you know, I was good at sales. It's both. It's like, <laughs> you know, these, you know, these people see like this little girl is dealing with X, Y, Z, like real life issues, like real things that a child shouldn't have to deal with. Right. Heartbreaking. Right. And by the way, you're an ass kicker. So I'm like, not surprised that you beat cancer. Cancer probably was scared of you and said, okay, I'm out. Um, (laughs) but like, but dude, like, yeah, it's both.
1: Yeah. You know, it it just,
0: it's amazing.
1: Now, now people know our life stories. I used to sell rocks and we used to sell (laughs) popsicles. But one of the things that I love about you is that you really talk about becoming unstoppable and cultivating an unbreakable mindset. Mm. Why is this so important, especially in the online space?
0: God, I'm just got goosebumps. Uh, Don't you when people like talk
1: about what you're doing? You're like, damn, I'm a badass.
0: Yeah. Because you know, when you hear it (laughs) from somebody else, like, fuck, what a dope. I don't know if I'm supposed to, I know. Say no, but you
1: can talk I'm like, fuck
0: yeah, you can. okay, fuck it. Okay, cool. Cause I'm like, you know what you're getting into when oh, yeah, you have I mean, me on your show. Yeah. Same. This guy does not know how to watch his mouth. He same. gets in trouble from his wife all the time. No, so like, listen, so like for me, uh, it just really speaks to me because especially in the digital space, <laughs> you're going to come up, listen, for one, it's a lonely space. You can put out some great content. You can put out some fire ass shit and nobody interact. hmm and you're like, what the hell's going on? Am I shadow banned this? Does my content suck? What people have to realize is that only 10% of what you actually put out there, people are gonna, you know, directly interact with. Right. And then you're gonna learn later that hey, that that podcast you did or that post you did on X, Y, and Z really helped me. What is it's important is because when you're working in a digital space, it is a thankless fucking business. And it is it is dirty it is nasty. And if you allow it to control you and if you allow yourself to be defined by your your engagement ratios or all these vanity metrics, you're going to lose. You're going to lose quick. I was just going to say, you're going
1: to lose fucking quick.
0: Well, you're done. You're done. So you have to have this unbreakable mindset. You have to have this process that you implement on a day-to-day basis, no matter what. And By the way, you're not going to feel like doing it because you're going to feel discouraged. And I want to point out something very important. like It's okay to feel discouraged. It's okay to feel those moments of like, no one's fucking listening. No one's watching. I suck. Because that goes through everybody's head. And all these gurus may I, may out I there talking podcast, like,
1: I was like, um, maybe my mom and dad will listen. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen
0: to my podcast. Yeah, people are going to listen to your podcast, right? <laughs> but, but that's the thing. It's like, you sit there and you go through all these things and all these thought process and all these gurus are saying, you know, you can't think like that. Like, dude, if you're telling me you don't think like that, you're a liar. And I don't want to do business with you ever 100%. because yeah. you're like, what are you like uh, a cyborg where you just <laughs> programmed your shit? Like, I want these thoughts downloading. And then, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. So I just think having this thought process and mindset that you're going to do what you need to do on a day-to-day basis regardless of how you feel about it in that current moment. Right? You know, we're not always going to be motivated. That's a garbage feeling, right? Yes. It's like, "Oh, I got to wait to be motivated." Like if I got to watch a YouTube video every single day or if you have to watch a YouTube video every single day to get the the gas to go do what you need to do, then you're not you're not living in your purpose, Mm-mm. right? So it's the discipline and the drive on a day-to-day basis. That's going to get us to where we need to go. And that's every single day. That's what I do.
1: People ask me all the time. They're like, so I lost like 70 pounds, like four years ago. And I've kept it off for like, I don't know, four years. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time. They're like, how are you motivated? I'm like, I'm actually not. I'm actually mm-hmm. like the most lazy person ever, but I'm disciplined. Yeah. And yeah. that's the difference. It's like, I'm not motivated at all. I'm actually just disciplined in what it is that I do. So how does someone create this unbreakable mindset? How, right. how do they get there? Because I'm sure you didn't just wake up, Sean, one day and you were like, I have it. I'm sure you had to adapt to it. I'm sure you worked with people. But how do you mm-hmm. get
0: it? I think it's by leaning into the hardship first thing in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever the things that are hard for you do like do them early, do them often. Right. So for me, I got to a point where, you know, just like you, I got to be like 65, 70 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. I was at one point weighing like 255, 260 on this five, 10 and a half frame. Like that's not good. That's sloppy. That's (laughs) honestly, ladies and gentlemen, that is like, I don't even want to take a shower because I'm just disgusted with myself (laughs) because you know what I mean? So (laughs) for me, I had to figure out ways that I can implement this into my daily life. And then I thought, well, when I was an athlete at the division one baseball level, I would wake up first thing in the morning because it was required for me to be awake and go work out mm-hmm. it's like, Okay. Well, let me do that now. Mm-hmm. You know, let me wake up at 4 a.m. Cause it sucks. Yeah. Let me wake up at 4 I mean, you say you a.m. You
1: like waking up at 4 a.m. There's one yeah, that likes waking hate up at it,
0: 4 a.m. Like dude, be yeah, working out at 4 30 in the morning is the worst thing ever. Do not Love it, do not advise it. However, if you have a life to where that is the most, I guess, opportune time for you to do so, then do it. Like Mm -hmm. just make the decision to get up and go do it. Because if you don't, you're going to find excuses in other areas of your life. What people don't understand is everything is connected, it is not independent of one another. So for me, to your question, is all right, you create an unbreakable mindset one tough decision at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, waking up at four. Does that scare me? Yeah. Does waking up at five scare me? No, not as much. But if I wake up at four, it's easy to hit the snooze button then. So I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get to the gym by Mm 4.30. And so that decision is already done. And then I'm going to pound my body for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then when I get home, I'm going to do something else that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And then just throughout the day, we do that You know, it's just like building. If you want to get really, really big biceps and arms, you're going to train that muscle every single day. Mm -hmm. You're going to cultivate, you know, that resistance, that tearing of the lean muscle tissue to build back that, that new muscle tissue, bigger, faster, and stronger It's the same thing with your mindset, right? Our mind is a, our brain is a, is a muscle. Just think of it that way. And the more resistance we put it through, the stronger it's going to be provided that we're actually being intentional with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So every single day, try something different, right? So do, do the things when you're sitting there and it says like, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to wait for tomorrow. Do it then.
1: Mm-hmm. That's going like, to literally that stop and do it right then.
0: Literally right then. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you build an unbreakable mindset because at that point, you're giving yourself enough evidence, right? That you're going to go on and do what you need to do. And every single day that mind is being sharpened you know, one decision after another decision, after another decision, and then you'll be surprised how quickly it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, like your mind can be like, you're
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I was I mean, going to say, warriors. like,
1: as you're, as you start working on your mindset, how is it improving your business? How is it improving your relationship? How are you becoming a better husband, a better parent?
0: Yeah. Is I mean, it it's all, it's every, all working that. together. Yes, all working together because you realize, I mean, let's look at it just in a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't like submitting blog articles, but yeah. I know it's, but I know it's gonna take my brand to the next level. When someone searches mine, I know what's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. I can control that. A lot of people don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. You can do that all that on your own. PR companies charge you fifty thousand dollars a year for that, mm-hmm. you know. The other thing is like when it comes to like the family aspect, you know, you know, a parent and then a husband, it's like, you know, we can easily get, I guess, irritated with our spouses and, Mm -hmm. you know, significant others and our children. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I still do that, but at least now I know I'm aware of it. Right. And with that, you're able to take difficult situations and be like, okay, I'm, I'm strong enough to, to respond accordingly and not react. Right. Cause I think it's the biggest thing when you really work on your mindset and you understand who you are and how to get better on a day to day basis, you know when you are responding with respect and accordingly, or you're reacting out of emotion. And we don't want to do the latter.
1: Mm-mm. It's definitely, it's definitely so, so true. So let's flip to the business side really quick. Mm-hmm. What does Sean do in the business realm to really help people grow their businesses and grow their brands online?
0: You know, that's a great question. I thank you. So like what I realized, I mean, even back, you know, a year ago when you met me, I had all these great ideas, right? I have this ability, but like for me, it was like, how does that get out? Like if I'm starting in business, how does somebody learn about Sean French? And what I learned is it's much more than just creating an amazing reel. See, because a year ago, I'm like, hey, you know, I was going to create this content. People are going to know who I am. My Instagram is going to grow and my Instagram has exploded.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Has. But, but that doesn't necessarily translate into monetary gain or financial, you know, it's not, status always, sales. It's not always sales. You could do a real and it could be off brand and people follow you for some weird reason. Like if you did a trend and but that's not who you are that's not what you're selling so you know it's 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 tough but so for me um i noticed that what my struggles were like you know being new you always want to be at someone else's table right you want to hey man like i just want to be there and so like wait a second no you got to build your own table people you want people coming to you want to be on at your table and it was the other way around so i was like dude i gotta take control of this so when i started working with my mentor um, you know, we kind of realized really quickly that I would be a really good online marketer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was given the keys to the kingdom, which nobody else has been given. Mm-hmm. And I am literally, um, helping individuals get on stages, creating their own speaking platform instead of building somebody else's table,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, Hey, you know, cause here's what's going to happen. You know, people are going to start hearing your message and they're going to ask you to come speak at their event. And you're like, yeah, yeah. So cool. Hey, it'll be 30 grand. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, hey,
0: how about this? How about you create your own event, have some of your good friends that are influencers and entrepreneurs speak at your event and you make the 50 grand. I
1: mean, you make it, you, you You, create the event, you create, you pay to go to the event.
0: Yeah. You create that social proof. You create that amazing Speaking conference that could be the biggest thing in the world in five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think people
1: people are afraid to even do that. Why are they like, well, that seems super scary? I'll just pay to go to someone else's event. Yeah,
0: because I think it's a limiting belief factor, right? And and they don't 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 believe in themselves, they don't have that mindset. And then also, too, they don't realize how easily it could be done.
1: Mm -hmm. until someone
0: shows them because no one, no one is showing them how to do it. You know how it is. You've been in this game a long time. There's a Mm -hmm. secret society, (laughs) like there's a back door. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing for me is I have hacked the back door and I help my clients understand that same thing Mm -hmm. by getting into press easier, you know, speaking on stages getting mentioned in Forbes like I was recently.
1: That was, Congratulations, you know, by the way, hey, it was amazing. It was
0: mind-blowing, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is so cool. But like, so for me, I help these individuals create this brand to where they are They are now known. Like it, or the goal is to be omnipresent, right? So wherever your client avatar would look. They're so like, my boom, favorite words. Boom, there it is. Goddamn, Sean French. Like now I have to click on it. Like this yeah. guy will not leave my algorithm. There's gotta be a reason why he's there. Yeah. That's what we do for our clients.
1: There's a there's a book that I read when I first began called The Nuclear Effect. And they talk so much about the importance of omnipresence. And mm-hmm. I read that book to a T. And it was literally exactly what you just said. I came out and people were like, I keep hearing about this girl. She's literally mm. everywhere. She's on my feed, she's on podcasts, she's in Facebook groups, she's on Instagram Lives. Like she's omnipresent. She's literally everywhere.
0: Mm. And that's I the game changer.
1: It. It's literally the it game is. changer.
0: It's so funny. You know, you're doing it right. When someone, when someone close to you, like, like unfriends you on Facebook. Oh yeah. This is going to be so counterintuitive. And ladies and gentlemen, listen, I want you to like, follow me here. This is a good thing. Cause I want you to have this conversation with that individual. Hey, I just noticed, I, you know, you, I didn't see you come up in my, like normally we've been friends for a year. So I went to go check on you and you unfriended me. What's up. Yep. And here's, here's the response. I'm sorry. It's just like everywhere I turn, I turn. you're there. Yeah.
1: Like, it's so annoying. I've got you on
0: Instagram. I've got you on your, your, you know, your, your, your group. I've got you on TikTok. I got you on LinkedIn. It's like, I'm like, well, all the messages are, you know, typically different, different. You know, maybe, you know, like maybe I'll, you know, some are, some are the same, but I'll kind of tweak the graphics or whatever. I don't, my graphic designer does, yeah, but think- you know, like I'm not, I can't do that. But, um, let me rephrase. I'm not willing to do it. There's other yeah. things I can. I always do.
1: say that's above my pay grade.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, but but you know, you're doing it right when people are like, Jillian, I, I'm sorry, I had to unfollow you. Like, yeah, you're you're everywhere. Just, you're
1: everywhere. You're
0: like, okay, cool. Hey, great feedback. Thank you. Um, sucks. I saw it, but I wanted to ask you because I felt like our relationship at least deserved the conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they, you'll find that really, really quickly. Yeah,
1: and it's the best feeling, and know that it's yeah. like it's if then working and that's what you want. Yeah. I love that. So Sean, how do my people find you? If they're listening to this episode and they're like, you know what? I'm fired up. Mm
0: -hmm. Something
1: about Sean right now is just activating me. How do people find you and how do they work with you?
0: Yeah. So they can find me on um, Instagram at the Sean French. I'm assuming you'll have it in the, in the notes in the show notes and all
1: of your information too. Yeah.
0: So at the Sean French on Instagram, it's my biggest platform. I produce daily content. I'd say six days a week. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something new out there. Um, so my website is com, And you can book calls from my link in my bio, the, the link tree. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, that's how you can work with me. You can find out ways that I can help you. And, uh, you know, we go from there.
1: That's awesome. So the last question that I ask everybody in the podcast, because it's a sales podcast is what makes you buy from somebody online?
0: Raw authenticity.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, come on, like
0: be real. Like nobody wants to see a robot, right? No. People want to see you screw up. People want to see you being real and just being yourself. If you cannot be yourself,
1: yeah. then
0: you cannot sell anything. So when I, when I, I gravitate towards people that are being real, mm-hmm. you know, not the top of the top of the food chain, but the people that are living their authentic, the real truth every single day.
1: Yeah. So guys, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you know that I talk about this all the time. Be real, be authentic. We don't want to see your Starbucks cup in your fancy car. We want to see you. We want to hear what's going on in your life. We want to truly connect with you. That is the game when it comes to sales. That's how you build like, know, and trust. And that's how you build true, authentic relationships. So Sean, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I absolutely love you. I love your energy. I love everything that you're doing. I'm such a big fan of you and my audience, I know, will appreciate you. You guys, make sure you find into Sean's DM, get mm-hmm. to know him, follow him, and uh, become his online bestie over there sean thank you so much for being here today my friend
0: absolutely Jill. thank you and all the love back to you
1: thank you so much for tuning into the sales and social podcast if today's episode has you fired up and you loved it could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on apple Podcasts, or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie and while you're there connect with me on the gram at the jillian murphy i'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.